You're listening to ayahuascapodcast.com. Trae naina con la vida, vida de la baila, cura con la guaira, limpia, limpia, taita, vibrando con la hualca. Hi guys, welcome to ayahuascapodcast.com. Our guest today is Damon from Canada, originally currently in Panama. Damon was our guest at the retreat in December, about, what, five months ago? And yeah, uh, almost exactly five months ago. Perfect. And the subject of our conversation today is that uh, Damon had a little problem with alcohol, or we'll, maybe not that little, we'll go into that uh, in a second. And after attending Ayahuasca retreat, the problem seemed to have went away. Welcome, Damon. Thank you for having me. Damon, uh, first of all, when when you came to the retreat, was the um, was the alcohol like your main intention or was it just a side effect? No, it wasn't a main intention. Uh it was it was in there, but it also wasn't to quit. Um at that point it wasn't uh I didn't look at it as a, a big problem yet, even though I knew at some level, obviously, that uh was something that was affecting my life in a negative way um but the way that i worded my intention was i wanted to rework my relationship with alcohol because and the reason why i did that is honestly i just i never thought i was ever going to quit <laughs> i'd ever be able to uh, quit i guess um so it's a more of a <clears throat> excuse me more of a soft like all right like i just this is something i know it's it's starting to become kind of an issue um I was still pretty high functioning during that time, but, uh, but yeah, then I was able to finish it. Um, uh, sorry, I got just received my breakfast. So, uh, uh, and, uh, so, but, so it was basically like lowering your expectations, right? Uh, I mean, uh, just like not, not drink that much and, and, uh, it's better than, um, it's a smart, it's a smart decision actually, because, if you if you go if you ask for something big and then it doesn't come to you then you get you can get frustrated or like it doesn't work so it's like starting with the lesson and actually getting more nice strategy but how how do you how would you describe the way it feels now like because you know uh whenever you have an addiction be it alcohol or something else you could just choose not to do it right and then you and then you feel the desire to do it all the time but uh I'm assuming uh, it feels different for you. Like, how can you tell us more about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I it truly feels like it changed something in my brain, like on the on a physical level. Because, uh, like, I'll tell people that and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I've stopped drinking. You know, it's been six months now. Um, six months because I I challenged myself not to drink for a month before the retreat." Um, and that was really, really difficult. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I kind of feel bad when people like congratulate me on that now because I genuinely just don't have the urge anymore. Like I still, I go to bars, I hang out with my friends, I, you know, go out, that sort of stuff. And before, like ever since I was, you know, 16, 17, when I started drinking, if I saw someone drinking, I was like, I have to have a drink. I had this crazy urge over me. Um, and yeah, it just it's just literally not there anymore. I it's just not a part of my body. I don't have that that feeling. Mm-hmm. 
your your alcoholic muscle was uh was alcohol uh gene was removed interesting i guess um, yeah from what i know about addictions and um <clears throat> you know you can be you can be addicted to literally anything alcohol is a, is a popular one because it does help really nicely to numb numb the feeling so what i've learned so far addiction is a symptom of pain it's kind of like when you when you're in pain for some reason and you feel discomfort you you do something to that helps you get rid of the pain or kind of distract yourself from the pain that mostly leads to more pain afterwards so um i currently have I wouldn't say addiction, but my mechanism for pain right now is when I'm uncomfortable, I realize I go on my phone and I start scrolling through like reels or, you know, shorts and that kind of stuff. And I feel that it kind of distracts me. So, And I noticed, okay, if I'm doing that, then I notice I have pain and then I can go and like find why why do I have pain? What's the discomfort? So it's kind of, that's, that's my mechanism now. And... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, but in case with alcohol, a lot of times, it you 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 use it to run away from pain, but then you feel worse next day, so you get even more pain, and then it becomes this this weird cycle. Did you um, were you able to identify the pain in your life that maybe? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um, like during the retreat, uh, my work was all very um internal like uh you know some people they go see other planets and all that that kind of stuff or they're in different places but all of my work during the retreat was all like inside of me like i, I and i knew that um to the point even there was one time when um uh, well this was the second retreat but it was uh that i thought i was going to kind of blast off if you will and i even was like no i'm good like i there's still work here mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, for me, it was like, you know, I honestly, I've had a very fortunate life. I've been able to travel a lot. My parents are awesome, um, all this stuff. But uh, for me, it was a lot of the just kind of self-hate that I was working on. Um, why that is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of reasons and need to kind of dig deep into that. But yeah, just uh, always not feeling adequate. Um yeah, not good enough is kind of was kind of a, a big thing. Uh, overblowing the failures I have had and, and also looking at the failures as a reflection of my um, worth rather than just a, a part of life. Um, yeah, those are definitely all the things. And then also like I, I just I get anxious a lot and uh, but I like being around people. <laughs> so it is one of those it was a definitely a tool I used for more social interactions, that sort of stuff. Um, one thing I have noticed now, like I'll go out and hang out with friends, but I also, I kind of, I get, my cup gets full a lot quicker when it comes to people. So I'll, usually I'm, if I'm going out with people, like I'm gone, but like 10, 11 o'clock, I'm like, all right, it's been fun. See ya. Um, yeah. Where before, like I was the last person up, but also the most drinking. So the social uh the social lubricant aspect of alcohol is pretty useful i might admit um mm -hmm. you mentioned second retreat right uh, so uh damon liked it so much that um i think it was four months later he came back with fiance with yeah fiance. yeah with my fiance yeah um do what what about her right um 
she had her process. How was your relationship afterwards? How does she feel? Yeah, it was an interesting one. Uh, feels like there's still a lot more work to do, and we're we're working on that for sure. Um, one thing that's changed uh, a lot was my communication. So essentially, what happened is I did the first retreat. Um, you know, uh, and the, my fiance she um, really saw what changed in me, how I was interacting with her differently. Like I was, you know, being more affectionate, I was being more present, I was paying more attention to the way she said things uh, to make sure, you know, I was uh, showing more love essentially. And so after a couple months of that, she was like, well, I want to try this too. <laughs> it seemed, seemed that uh, a lot of things uh, were, were better with me and I just seemed a lot better. So, um, so yeah, so then we wanted to go. Um, for myself personally, doing it, it was actually like almost exactly three months later. Um, it was that that uh, we came back. Uh, it was a little bit sooner than I wanted to, but um, like I knew I was going to do it again anyway. And it was just, you know, uh, uh, situational wise, it was we're back in Columbia. So I was like, well, you know, might as well do it now rather than having to wait mm -hmm. a year, who knows how long before coming back. So she was really excited about it. Yeah, that's a great, uh, by the way, guys, this is a great note on how to, if you want somebody in your life to drink ayahuasca, this is the best way to convince them. As Damon described, he just became such a best version of themselves that she, she was like, uh, I want that what you're having. Like, it's just, it becomes so obvious that you have improved that you don't need to say like, go drink ayahuasca and stuff like that. It's, it's funny, <clears throat> we like to say couples that drink together, stay together. And we're talking about ayahuasca, not uh, <laughs> not anything else, uh, because you, you do like sort of, it's not an easy process, but you do grow together and relationship also improves. But, you know, there's ups and downs, definitely. I, I noticed that when me and my wife are fighting, a lot of times I just say like, you know, you go drink ayahuasca, you know, like you're not in a good place. So interesting. Uh, <laughs> how, uh, how often does that work out for you? <laughs> no it's kind of like it's a, it's the same it's not a it's not a good one it's the same as saying you know just calm down you know that's that doesn't work yeah. <laughs> um how did you find about ayahuasca uh just uh well so my uh psychedelic journey or like into plant medicine journey kind of started um god i guess about uh four or five years ago now um and it's, it started because actually I was getting uh, really bad panic attacks um, and they just kind of came seemingly out of nowhere. But looking back on it now, it's like, yeah, it was a lot of stress. Uh, I own a company and I was, uh, again, very hard on myself with all the failures that came with that. So, so yeah, so I started having panic attacks and uh, so I was looking into it. I knew I didn't want to, from all the research and people I knew that were on like, uh, you know, prescription medication, I was just not some not worth the trade-off for me uh because i was having panic attacks really suck but they're only happening like once every two months or once a month once every two months um but yeah so i started kind of looking into alternatives and uh, psilocybin really was a, a big thing that was coming up there there also just happened like it seemed to coincide with uh this kind of new renaissance uh with psychedelics in general um and the plant medicine in general uh, so I was like listening to lots of podcasts, you know, listen to you know, Joe Rogan and Paul Stan, uh, Stan, not Stan, what's his name? Oh, 
blanking now. Paul Stamets, the mushroom guy? Yeah, Stamets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So, right name. Uh, so, yeah. So, listening to his stuff. And so, I started microdosing, actually. Like, I wasn't even taking full amounts. But I started microdosing psilocybin. And after three weeks, I just, I had this kind of realization. And, uh, and yeah. And I didn't, I haven't had a panic attack since. Um, and I don't continuously microdose or anything like that. Like, besides ayahuasca, I haven't done anything, uh, any plant medicine for about a year and a half now so um and how are no, you no, obviously I a big deal, but yeah i still i've never i haven't had one since then so um so yeah so that's what got me into it and then obviously as you're looking into that stuff researching ayahuasca came up and uh and yeah and it, we were just kind of in a place uh or yeah and then for, so for the ayahuasca i was looking at uh, spots i'm currently living in panama and we live in north panama so very close to the Costa Rica border. There's lots of retreats up there. And I, I, I don't know, I don't have any um, real reason, but I was just, none of them kind of grabbed me, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, and then Nicole and I, we decided to do this trip to Columbia. I was like, okay. And it was just one of those things. I kind of put it aside. I was like, ah, I'm not going to, you know, worry about the ayahuasca thing for now. And I just kind of looked it up and, and yeah, the ayahuasca in Columbia came up read the reviews i was like oh okay and yeah it just it just made sense it really, and it literally lined up where we had a two-week trip and at the end of the two-week trip was a one-week retreat and i was like oh i can just stay an extra week and it was actually like it's just one of those things that just hi adrian uh hello one of those things hello. that just worked hello yeah it, it kind yeah. of finds yourself you uh you find it and and you find the medicine medicine finds finds you as well uh mm -hmm. the uh what other benefits except for the um, you know quitting alcohol did you um, did you experience from the from doing ayahuasca i think uh uh i don't like i'm obviously not a scientist or anything so i don't know if this is 100 percent accurate but it definitely seems in general that all kind of just dopamine control uh, so going back to the the scrolling through that sort of stuff, I still do it from time to time, but there's it. I have the thought first where I'm like, okay, why am I scrolling right now? Right, like it's it just kind of kind of exactly what you were saying, where it's like you can still kind of get into it, but it's like, okay, am I doing this because like I literally, you know, I have nothing else to do. I'm just kind of hanging out, like which that you know, yeah, it's fine, go for it, but. Baba, baba. <laughs> Papa. Uh, Papa. But yeah, that's. Could you do me a favor, please, and bring him to the kitchen? <laughs> Sorry, technical technical issues, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can, um, you can just catch yourself, I guess. When um, so it's like, I think the personal growth is not about like people think that you will forever be become this perfect thing or something. That the 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 nature will still will still win and you will get occasionally like desires to do things you don't you need you don't need you know you don't need to do or you even catch yourself doing it but then as as you said you know you catch yourself and you analyze why am i doing it and then you try and find the the core of the problem because ayahuasca as well right it's uh it's not just gonna automatically remove all, all your pain it will just show you the problems and, and then and then you process them so it's it's just this this human uh human sort of growth uh growth situation and uh interestingly 
regarding alcohol, right, and and any other behavior, what what makes it an addiction is what makes it a problem is an addiction, and what makes it an addiction is the pain. But like, if the pain goes away, like sometimes you can actually do things that you were addicted to, but not really have the same. Don't do it in them in a bad way. You know, it's kind of like let's say something neutral like food. You know, food is not bad inherently. But you can get food addiction and then you get different problems like either bulimia or anorexia, whatever. You get a problem with food. But if, you, if you're not in pain and if you're not using food as your escape mechanism, then you can eat food and, and be okay. And uh, I'm not saying you need uh, to go and grab a beer, but I think that mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's kind of it's good to come back to that point where a thing is just a thing and not your, you know, runaway mechanism. And then, um, and then you can like do different things without being addicted to them. Kind of like, because people, um, so one question, like, have you tried quitting alcohol before without, uh, before you? No, no, no. Um, no, because like I've, I've done like, kind of breaks like i'll do like a, a month and that kind of stuff uh but the reason i haven't because i i hadn't hit rock bottom yet essentially <laughs> um it's it's actually kind of fun this is essentially the the thought uh pattern that that started all this during my my experience was uh like my dad and both of my granddads on grandfathers on both sides like my mom and my dad's side were just extreme alcoholics and but all three of them had to literally like almost completely ruin their lives and probably ruin a good chunk of their life before they had to quit and mm-hmm. so the thought like this came to my head and the thought was just like i don't i have a good life i don't I don't have to destroy it to mm-hmm. to make myself quit this like i am just stop that so um so yeah because i i drank a lot like a lot a lot but i've i've always just been a pretty high functioning alcoholic like um so it, it it was it definitely deteriorated some relationships and all that stuff, but it wasn't where it's like oh I lost absolutely everything and I had to change. And I think that was was obviously the one for me the biggest uh, positive about doing it this way. Whereas like uh, well you know it's it, I I've seen how bad it can get if you if you know if you don't uh, don't control it. So yeah. so yeah, so that was just kind of the thought. And then, uh, oh, go ahead. No, that's, I mean, I just wanted to congratulate you, man, because it's a great, great realization. And I mean, I'm just happy for you because like, why wait till it's too late or till you're, you're so ruined and like, let's say your relationship failed and, and then you fix yourself. It's kind of like after you have all this chronic health issues and stuff like that. I mean, uh, congratulations, man. It's, Mm. It's a great, really, really great thing that happened to you and um yeah glad glad to have been a part of it i know um i know in the end you did the work and uh and ayahuasca is just a tool but uh really makes me happy you know stories like yours and the reason i wanted to do interview with you is because we recently had few people like this that started reporting the same thing and and one of them actually i i I don't know if i'll be able to get them on but he said that he didn't even think about alcohol in his in his intentions or in the preparation for the retreat. He just he just noticed like 
months later that he stopped drinking and it was like yeah and he he told us that because we met we met at um while we were traveling so and and then i remembered about you because we spoke about it so i just i just wanted to record this uh episode to to see maybe some people there that are struggling with alcohol addictions or other addictions um what, whatever it is you can um uh, you can see see ayahuasca as a tool um and maybe maybe give it a try you know because because why why are people not drinking ayahuasca right well some obvious reasons are you know you need to travel and it's kind of expensive <clears throat> well our retreat is i think is as uh, as affordable as it gets and then uh, I, another reason is <clears throat> they're just afraid they're afraid that you know it's 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 not going to help them or it's going to make them worse or it's that you know it's kind of painful and stuff like that so that's why that's why we want to sort of get get the stories of as we call survivors and and their progress <laughs> uh yeah. yeah it's like you you did one retreat um and then you stopped drinking for three months and even if if that point you would go back and start drinking again that's still totally worth it like it's uh, it's three months of your your liver saved mm -hmm. yeah definitely. years of life yeah yeah and going back to that point I, I do agree like i i haven't felt the the want to to drink again but i definitely feel that it's like because of that i feel like oh okay if i if i do have a drink it's not like gonna ruin me which and that's the thing too because uh, i've spoken to a couple of uh like um alcoholics that have really struggled with it and like that's the thing it's always over top their head they're like if i have one drink like my life goes back to absolute hell and it's just like which yeah it's it's uh so i you know i try again try not to force anyone obviously because everyone needs to make their own decision and i feel i feel if you do something as big as you know ayahuasca because it is a big thing because you feel pressured to then it i assume it wouldn't be as effective maybe it would i don't know but um but yeah, that's that's definitely one thing that I'm not concerned about. Like if I do have a drink, if I'm like, hey, you know, um, I think the way I said it, I think to you actually, it was like, yeah, like I'm going to stop drinking, but uh, mistakes are, or rules are made to be broken. So if mm -hmm. it happens, then, you know, it, it is what it is. But I'm definitely not going to ever go back to where it was. That's for sure. Well, let me know how it goes. I, I do have a feeling because you you got rid of the pain and that you know compulsive urge to drink. I'm pretty sure you can have a drink or two and just be normal and and not want to do it next day. At least uh, mm -hmm. I think that let's say you go to a wedding and they give you a glass of champagne and you just have it because like there is a part of it when you really make something completely prohibited, then there's this psychological tension that starts building up. So kind of like it's an interesting way but it's i think there is this balanced point where the substance is no longer an issue because you don't have that pain to run away from and you can really just you know not saying that alcohol is healthy but like have a healthy relationship with alcohol mm -hmm. uh, and like if somebody says like oh you know here's a beer you can drink a beer but not really necessarily ask for another one i think that that would be a really great um point but you know it's it's not it's your life not 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 mm -hmm. mine so 
but the, but do let us know how it goes and you know worst case you can always come back have some more ask yeah yeah well we'll be back in january i'm pretty sure that's the plan anyway so yeah you and you and your by that time probably wife uh we'll see <laughs> plans okay. planning a wedding in canada from panama is pretty no is a lot <laughs> so <laughs> yeah no pressure. we'll see by then why don't you have yeah. the wedding in panama anyway it's better weather yeah family um family. just want to make sure everyone can get there um so yeah that's that's the most important thing well, Damon, uh, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your story. I really, I'm sure it will convince some some people here that, that will listen that have problem with alcohol to maybe give it a try. And, you know, maybe we can save a couple lives, you know, just, uh, just easy as that. Yeah, hopefully. That's the goal. Thank you, Damon. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was a pleasure hosting you at the retreat. You're, you're a really cool guy and it was a pleasure talking to you again you know it always is yeah thank you sam appreciate it have a good day you too fly nai nai con la vida vida de la baila cura con la guaira limpia